Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walters Show under the auspices of Red Sky Radio. Hey, welcome today. I, you know, I had so much planned today, and then I got to the crazy State of the Union, and I thought, gosh, do I address this or not? It's not relevant, seemingly, in any week other than the week in which it's given. And I am going to touch on it today. And I'm going to touch on it in a way that I don't think anybody else really has. If they did, I wouldn't do it. I'm not here to parrot what other talk show hosts say, at least not my intention. If I'm, if I'm saying the same thing, then that's because similar minds think alike. I'm not going to say great minds necessarily, but certainly similar minds. So if you've heard some of this before, then just take this as confirmation that what you heard before was correct. If you want to reach me, it you can email me at the Robin Walters Show at gmail.com. Robin Walters Show at gmail.com. If you are listening via podcast, be sure and tell others how easy it is to get this program. My favorite website, though, you can pick it up on your podcast at The Robin Walters Show through iHeart and Amazon and Apple and all those is really Rumble, which is rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Robin Walters Show and put it in your favorites if you would. Okay, so let's roll. The title of today's program is Biden's 10 Biggest Lies from the State of the Union Address. Now, because there were so many of them, uh, I had to title this the way that I did. It's the 10 biggest, not the 10 lies. The 10 biggest, but it seems like a launching point for this discussion today is Scripture. Can I get an amen? Yes. Thank you, brothers. It's this. It says in Scripture that Satan is the father of lies, right? He is. So if Satan is the father of lies, which he is, then based on this speech, Joe Biden would seem to be his firstborn son because he's the first. he is the liar. It looks like he's trying to break Barack Obama's record of lying. But Obama is smarter than Biden tenfold which probably makes him actually more evil because he knew what he was saying and Biden doesn't know what he's saying. And and Biden is, historically has simply lied his whole life. I mean, how many campaigns did he drop out of because he got caught for plagiarism? That goes all the way back to the 80s. So, and, it, and it's amazing. And this is a really long speech. And I'll get through as much as I can. I'm not going to read a speech. I'm just going to pick out the lies and then point out the truth that should erase the lie, except that we have too many people believing what he says, cheering what he says. And then the people that got upset at Kevin McCarthy because he wasn't standing up all the time 
Rob Reiner. I don't know if, that, if you remember that name from, um, gosh, what was he on? I can't even think what the program was on. Well, you're going to write me and tell me about my brain lapse. I don't know what it was on, what where he was on, but he was criticizing McCarthy because he didn't stand up at some point in the speech. But did he ever criticize Nancy Pelosi when she got up and ripped Donald Trump's speech in half? Tore it in half? What a witch. The wicked witch of the West. Nancy Pelosi. Boy, oh boy. Well, anyway, he didn't get going very far before he was right into his first lie. And here we go. So he addresses everybody, Mr. Speaker, blah, 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 right on down the line. Congratulations to Mitch McConnell. Congratulations to Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. Uh, I want to give special recognition to the greatest speaker in the history of the country, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway. So he's done with the intro. Or, I mean, he's done with the... Um, the uh, stroking, let's put it that way. So he starts out, quote, The story of America is a story of progress and resilience, of always moving forward. A nation unique among all nations. We are the only country that has emerged from every crisis stronger than when we entered it. So let's understand here. He starts, the, the, the subject, the content of his speech begins with a lie. There's some truth in it, but the hardest lies to discern are, are those that are ha, have trimmings of truth on the edges. He said, we're always moving forward. We are not moving forward, Joe. We are moving forward. Backwards. We're going back to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. We're going back to the days, the antediluvian period, before the flood, where it says that we're filled with violence. That's all we see in the news, violence. Caused, stirred, advocated, subsidized by the left. Because they're for chaos. If you can't create chaos, you can't get to anarchy. If you can't get to anarchy, you can't get to absolute total control. Though they're trying it the other way through stealing elections. We're not moving forward, Joe. The story that is unique among all nations. Well, from the sense, no, it's actually not true. Because that would elevate us over the uniqueness of Israel, which has survived every attempt to extinguish it, and we seem to be set on trying to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in this country. We seem to be intent on destroying the fabric of this country. And are we the only country that emerges from every crisis stronger than when we entered it? Well, that may have been true of the Civil War. That may have been true of World War II, but it's definitely not true today. First of all, Israel and other countries have emerged from crises greater than ours. 
point number one relating to lie number one. But point number two related to lie number one is that we haven't emerged. We are still in crisis. We we are we. He's talking about we've emerged from every crisis stronger than when we entered it. We are not of the crisis. The crisis just keeps getting worse. And I don't mean the way by which most people judge a nation economically. I mean morally. Morally, the moral fabric or immoral fabric is always the precursor to what happens economically. True 100% of the time from Scripture. Economic prosperity is the consequence of moral civic virtue. And disaster is a consequence of immoral civic abrogation. And if we do emerge by the grace of God, it'll be from the very crisis Joe Biden preceded Barack Obama put us into. That's right. Look, you can't claim credit for bringing us out of a crisis and being the hero if you're the one who put us in the crisis to begin with. Okay. That was lie number one. Lie number two. Two years ago, our economy was reeling. (laughs) What is he smoking? A couple of years ago, we were doing well. Thank you to Donald Trump. We were doing the best that we had done with a few hitches, the national debt being one of them. But we were doing extreme. The economy was reeling. What country is he talking about? And I would have to believe that the people listening to this garbage would know better. The Democrats just stand up like a bunch of... um, well, I don't know what they're like those moles and whack a mole. Gosh, I'd like to play that game again. It's been too long. I liked it. Just beating the absolute tar out of those moles and they'd pop up out of the hole. That's the Democrats during the State of the Union. Which I might add, and I forgot to mention this, I never watched the State of the Union. I didn't watch it with Donald Trump. I only read it. I want to know the content. I'm not interested in the theatrics. I'm not interested in the uh, applause. I mean, I've seen a few clips, and I let my wife fill me in on that part. She doesn't like reading it. She likes listening to it. I don't like, I mean, she likes watching it. She doesn't like reading it. I don't like watching it. I like reading it. So we make a pretty good pair. So lie number three, or it could be called deception number one. Maybe I'll call it deception number one if I stumble onto lie number 11 before the program is over. Of the 10 10 biggest. Yeah, here are the 11 11 lies of the 10 biggest. He says, as I stand here tonight, we have created a record 12 million new jobs. More jobs created in two years than any president has ever created in four years. I don't even know where to begin on this thing. First of all, it's not a job creation. 
if you are the one who is primarily responsible for the job destruction. Maybe you could claim credit for partial restoration of the jobs that the Democrats killed during the pandemic because it was the way by which you got Donald Trump out of office, stole an election, and then have seen fit to keep the thumb on people's necks. All right? Talk about police putting their knee on the neck of a person down on the ground. Joe Biden has had his knee on the neck of the American people. It was the job-killing Democrats who cannot in any way, shape, or form claim that they're part of an administration that's created jobs, especially when they killed those jobs and their lust for absolute control over every aspect of this society. The next one here, I'm going to give them credit for saying something true. Two years ago, our democracy faced its greatest threat since the Civil War. That is probably somewhat true, but the threat is a threat that he created. So we're kind of back to the same point that was before. He goes on to say, though, today, though bruised, our democracy remains unbowed and unbroken. Lie number four. Today, our democracy remains unbowed and unbroken. We don't have a democracy if you steal elections. It's only unbowed and unbroken if you consider absolute demonic control and oppression an unbroken democracy. He got the next thing right, though. He says, as we gather here tonight, we're writing the next chapter in the great American story, a story of progress and resilience. When world leaders ask me to define America, I define our country in one word, possibilities. Now, keep in mind, he read this whole speech. Donald Trump could would read part of it, but then he'd certainly ad lib. And, of course, the minute that... Um, Biden went off uh, off script. He went off the rails. But I give him credit. He finally got the math right. But that's only because he was reading it. He got the math right. Possibilities is, in fact, just one word. Contradistinguished from when he said quite famously just a few months ago, I want to describe... What the economy is about in America in two words, made in America. But he had to read the teleprompter to get the math right. But he goes on to say, but over these past two years, we have proved the cynics and the naysayers wrong. Well, wait a minute. What cynics and what naysayers? You controlled the administration. You have demonized, politicized, not demonized, I'm sorry, you've politicized and weaponized the FBI, which sucks, the DOJ, which sucks, the Department of Injustice. You had both houses of Congress. You got all the universities in the uh, coddling you, Joe, 
left-wing maniacal institutions. You got big pharma. You got big tech. You've got the big media. You've got social media that has that kicks anybody who doesn't follow the left-wing lies and narratives out of their world. What cynics and naysayers are there? There aren't any. Not that have had a microphone. You've controlled everything. And you still complain and maintain there are villains and demons out there. People who actually have the guts to stand up at a school board meeting and chastise the school board for wanting to groom their boys and girls into being queerer than they are. Goodness sakes. So the cynics and the naysayers. Goodness, we don't even, we haven't even had enough free speech except for programs like this and the big programs like Tucker Carlson and so forth. But we haven't really even had the free speech to be able to say naysay, right? Correct a mundo. And by the way, what does a mundo even mean? I say correct a mundo only because Fonzie used to say it a gazillion years ago on Happy Days. Robin Walter Show at gmail.com if you want to let me know what a mundo means. So let's keep moving. Yes, we've disagreed plenty, said Joe Biden. There were times when Democrats have had to go it alone. When I read this, I about hurled. Because the Democrats only want to go alone. They don't want oppositions. That's why they have controlled everything across the entire spectrum of American society. Media, health care, politics, woke corporations. Go it alone. You don't go it alone if you have... Well... You don't go it alone because you have to. You go it alone because you want to. You don't want to co cooperate. You want to rule, and you want to rule dominantly and absolutely. Uh, in fact, I signed over 300 bipartisan laws since becoming president. From reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act to the Electoral Count Reform Act, to the Respect for Marriage Act protects the right to marry the person you love. So let me understand, Joe, you take credit for helping us descend faster than ever into the abyss. And actually, it does not protect the right to marry the person you love. No, they always say that when people say that, when some queer says that to me. I said, you mean you want to be able to marry your sister or your brother? That's incest. How about the 12-year-old next door? That would be pedophilia. Or minor attraction, as you queers want to call it. So is it a lie? Well, you know what? I don't even want to get into that. It didn't actually make the top 10, even though it is a lie. But it's more than that. It's perversion. Okay. He said, to my Republican friends, if we could work together in the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together in the new Congress. 
idiot. He had the majority only on only because of a few rules applications under a few rules situations were you required to get buy-in from a Republican, from a rhino. Okay, next one. Gosh, this is a lie, too. I think I'm going to be way over 10 when this gets done. Quote from the message, from the election. The people sent us a clear message. Fighting for the sake of fighting, power for the sake of power, conflict for the sake of conflict gets us nowhere. This is absolute crap. What clear message did the people send in the election? First of all, among the elections that weren't stolen, right, which would mean Wisconsin, certainly Arizona, without question, Pennsylvania, and possibly Michigan, the Democrats took the Senate, the Republicans took the House. So, Joey No Brains, what is the clear message when the election results are divided? <laughs> okay. So he goes on, he said, that's always been my vision for this country, to restore the soul of the nation, to rebuild the backbone of America, the middle class, and to reunite the country. This one about made me hurl, too, when I read it. I said, do you mean that speech where you ripped and shredded and called Republicans' names, where you were draped in a demonic red background with two Marines who weren't supposed to be there for a political speech and for which you're getting sued, Joe, for using Marines? Where you slashed and burned every Republican on the face of the planet? That's that's the country? You want to unite the country after you come in with a sword? Reminds me of B.O., Barack Obama. I know, I know, let's come together. Well, come together for Barack Obama meant come over to my side. Let's get together. Come over to my side so that we can be together. It never meant coming to the middle. There was no middle. It was only his side. And, of course, Biden extends this theme. And then he goes on to say, "That's what we're, we're here. We're here to finish the job. Well, what job would that be? To eliminate fair elections in this country? Or are you picking up where B.O. left off? And that is the fundamental transformation of the United States. What job could he be wanting to finish other than to enshrine the institutions and the corporations and the academic and media of this country so there's an absolute left-wing dominance? I guess the job isn't quite finished since Republicans took the House, right, Joe? So maybe the fundamental transformation is not quite done and you need to finish the job. He goes on to say, too many good-paying manufacturing jobs moved overseas. Factories at home closed down. Hey, well, thank your Democrat predecessor, Brock Hussein Obama, for that. He's the one who said, 
Get over it. These things, companies have gone overseas. They aren't coming back. So Donald Trump said, uh, the, uh, there's another way to look at this, Jack. He said, our once thriving cities and towns became shadows of what they used to be. And along the way, something was lost. He said, pride. No, pride has not been lost. Dignity has been lost. But pride in the form of every queerdom and whoredom known in the book of Leviticus is stronger than ever and growing stronger every single day. And then he went on to admit it. He said, I ran for president to fundamentally change things. So he actually now says this. So let's look at the results. The unemployment rate is blah, blah, blah. Near record low unemployment for blacks and Hispanic workers. Now, uh, that may be correct, but what he does not do when he says, let's look at the results. Unemployment rate is 3.4% of 50-year low. Near record low unemployment for black and Hispanic workers. Near record low means that it was lower before. And it was. It was lower under Donald Trump. You didn't do that, Jack. Donald Trump did that. And he also doesn't say what time period these statistics are referenced within. And the time period would have to go back to Donald Trump to make that statement true. So it's true, but it's a deception and not giving credit where the credit is due. He said, uh, where is it written that America can't lead the world in manufacturing again? Where is it written that America can't lead the world in manufacturing again? I'll tell you where it's written. It's written in the notes, the emails. It's orally written in the conversations between people like Barack Obama, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, who absolutely have every intention of destroying, and they're doing a darn good job, national sovereignty. And without national sovereignty, how can we lead in anything militarily? He says, "We who says, where is it written that American can't lead the world in manufacturing again? There's absolutely no intention. But B Biden is such a butthead. He has no concept of what he's saying because he's just reading what the libtards have provided him to say. They want to sound like they're for the blue-collar guy, the blue-collar gal. They're not. He said, for too many decades, we imported products and exported jobs. Well, we can thank Barack Obama in part for that. Now, thanks to all we've done, we're exporting American products and creating American jobs. We is, would be a lie unless he includes Donald Trump in the we. Inflation has been a global problem because of the pandemic that disrupted supply chains and Putin's war that disrupted energy and food supplies. This is lie number. I don't know. What am I up to? I didn't number these. This is number four or five. Anyway, he blames it on the pandemic. So let me ask, how do prices go up when the economy is going down and people are losing wages? They can't buy as much. That doesn't... Support the, the inflation is absolutely directly related to 
one primary thing, Joe Biden printing trillions and trillions of dollars. It's the law of supply and demand. I mean, and the, the value of the dollar goes down when it's just printed. It's the old German inflation of the early 20th century. The guy has, has the money is so worthless, he's, he's going down the street with a wheelbarrow load, loaded with paper money. And he gets robbed. And the party who robs him steals the wheelbarrow and leaves him money. The money was worthless. Only the durable goods like wheelbarrows and land and coal and things like that had value. Well, he said, we have more to do, but here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down a buck fifty a gallon since their peak. Well, wait a second, Joey, baby. We're halfway down to where it was when Donald Trump left office before you cut off the Keystone Pipeline, shut down oil drilling permits, and took us from an independent oil-producing and exporting nation to a dependent nation. So quit lying, Joe, unless you are proud to be the oldest son of the devil, the firstborn. Food inflation is coming down. What a lie. I'm sorry, I got more than 10. We'll be right back. Robin Walters. The Robin Walters Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Well, I think my dog's a Democrat. And it breaks my heart to have to say an ugly thing like that. But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points towards the fact. Dog might be we are back. Okay, picking up. I'm going to call this number five. I kind of lost track here. Um, food inflation is coming down. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months while take-home pay has gone up. Well, wait a second. If inflation has dropped from 11% to 109 to 108 to 10.7, even if that were true, that has dropped so incrementally small, wages have not gone up to match inflation. So he didn't say that because he couldn't say it. But he just said that while inflation is coming down, well, it's still out of control, basically. Well, take-home pay has gone up. Well, that may be true, but they're not even close. If inflation is down to 9%, which is horrific, while well, he's trying to do a Jimmy Carter impersonation, 
and his administration, and wages are up 5%. That's a loser. And here's the deal. If wages are up 10% and the cost of living is up 10%, the worker is still losing. Why? Because 7.5% of his wages go for FICA and Medicare payment. He pays more taxes. He doesn't the, the the consumer goes in to buy at the store with after tax money. Not pre tax money. This is something every Democrat seems to just lie about or they're not smart enough to figure it out. You get a ten dollar raise an hour, you have a raise of about six bucks after you pay FICA and the income tax. Now you go to buy something that's 10 bucks higher, and it's 10 bucks higher. It's not 6 bucks higher. You don't get to buy stuff with pre-tax money. You buy your goods and services with after-tax monies. So even is not even. You got to get a raise of about 50, what, 15 bucks an hour to compensate for prices that would translate into an equivalence of 10 bucks an hour, if you could make that kind of equivalence. But you get the point. you got to get a raise percentage-wise that's far greater than the increase in the cost of living just to break even, not to get ahead. Additionally, he said, over the last two years, a record 10 million Americans applied to start a new business. Why? Well, he didn't say that because they had no choice. But I find this is a silver lining, actually. This is maybe a good thing because businesses, people start businesses, they become Republicans, mostly. Most of the time they do. I have said often, but not for some time, that if every single person in the United States was required to be self-employed for two years... At the end of those two years, they would not be Democrat, and they'd be Republican or, more likely, to the re- the right of the Republican Party. If you had to be self-employed, you wouldn't be a Democrat. You might be socially left-wing, but you certainly wouldn't be with respect to all the other things. So that may be a good thing. Crush the economy, people go out start a bunch of whole new businesses, and as a result of it, they start voting Republican. And this one, this is this one's just really precious. The vice president will continue her work to ensure more small businesses can access capital and the historic laws we enacted. This is a joke. Cammie Harris has never worked, I don't think, a day in her life as a small business operator. No, she doesn't know jack or crap about small business. All she wants to do is burden them with more stuff to actually wittingly or unwittingly suppress them. But I'll tell you what she is doing. The only thing that I see her doing is that she seems to be, she's continuing to practice her her comedy routine where she goes around impersonating a laughing hyena. That's the only thing I see her doing. And she's dumb as a fence post. Okay, moving along. 
He goes back and he returns to the subject. Today we're building. We're building pride. He's true. But while he's building pride, he's destroying the country with queer pride and everything else. And I'm going to read you something at the end here to prove my point. Uh, then he goes into a whole thing about uh, a whole bunch of stuff, which is probably safe for him to say, and and uh, he can read it safely. That's the main thing. But he goes on to make this incredible statement. He said, "For he said, too many of you lay in bed at night, staring at the ceiling, wondering what will happen if your spouse gets cancer or your child gets sick." Or if something happens to you. Do you know, there's been times I can't get to sleep. There are times I wake up in the middle of the night. Well, sometimes it's from God, sometimes it's not. I have never in my life ever heard anybody ever say this or even reflect on it. Now, if you have cancer, if you are sick... Then I could see where you know you could be uh, feeling, uh, you know, down and distraught. There could be it could be disconcerting, and especially in the middle of the night. But you don't lie there wondering what's going to happen if someday you get cancer, or someday your child gets sick. In other words, you're you have no business lying there worrying if there's nothing wrong going on or even being concerned about it. Except for one thing. Democrats traffic in fear. Whether it's COVID, whether it's climate crisis, crapola, they traffic in fear, which I might add, this is why you can say if the devil's the father of lies, Joe Biden is his firstborn son, or is he at least the spokesman for the firstborn son? <clears throat> the, the Antichrist, the man behind the curtain somewhere. But you can say this, because it's from Scripture. It says, fear has torment. Fear has bondage. Fear has bond. Fear has bondage. So when you have an administration that traffics in fear, they want you in bondage. That's the torment that you'd have in the middle of the night. If you fear these things, it's because they've created these fears for someone who's abs actually living a apparently healthy life because none of this was rooted in fact. It says if you get sick, if you get cancer, but you're lying there at night wondering about it. I've never talked with anybody that shared that. They create fear. Fear, fear, fear. My wife is writing down the names of all the drugs that are advertised on TV that are something like 50. She's up to 53 drugs. If you think you have this, if you think you have that, it's fear, 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 fear. Breaking news is always about fear. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do? Fear has torment. Fear will torment you. That's biblical. Fear puts you in bondage. That's biblical. The Democrats want you in bondage because by being in bondage to them, they control you. They control the world.
Satan wins. That's all he's ever wanted was to be in control. He goes on to say this spectacular uh, statement here. Big Pharma has been unfairly charging people hundreds of dollars and making record profits. You know, Joe, that's actually true. They have been unfairly charging people. And you have given them license to unfairly charge. Because whether it's Moderna, whether it's Pfizer, whether it's J&J that are making billions and billions of dollars off from anti-science fake vaccines, anti-health, anti-immunity COVID jabs, We've got more people dying from the jabs than they're dying of COVID. And Big Pharma continues to make money, billions from it. And Joe, you continue to extend the COVID emergency so Big Pharma can continue to absolutely exploit us and screw us. That's you, Joe. He goes on to say, now some members here, are threatening to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, the Inflation Reduction Act is nothing more than a, a ton of spending money that is created by printing money. The proper identification, proper name for that bill would be the Inflation Acceleration Act. Oh, boy, man, I'm running short on time here. i got to get going here. So he goes on to uh, talk about things that the Inflation Reduction Act is supposed to do and blah, blah, blah. He says, I've visited the devastating aftermaths of record floods, droughts, storms, and wildfires. Well, you know what he hasn't visited? He, has, he hasn't visited the devastating aftermaths of illegal immigration, which he's caused, the devastating aftermath of towns that have gotten hollowed out by crime, which they supported in the summer of love in Portland, and the buildings that have burned, the billions and billions of dollars of damage caused by Antifa and BLM and all the other left-wing organizations, which incidentally all voted Democrat. If you could create havoc during Trump's administration, havoc would help get him booted out. You've got this laundry list of federal projects that you want to do. but the, And you contend that it's a result in the aftermath of floods and droughts and storms and wildfires. But you do ignore everything that you created. You've ignored the consequences of every fire that was lit with your permission, Joe. Everybody who has been killed on police departments and fire departments by riots that you supported and would not speak against ever. And Cami Harris doesn't call riots riots. She called them protests. Goodness sakes. He goes on to say, well, we're going to have new electrical grids able to weather the next major storm, roads, and water systems to withstand the next big flood, clean energy to cut pollution, create jobs and communities too often left behind. This laundry list of projects, and I've listed only about three out of 55, 
translates into this. Our government will take care of you and control everything to make you fat, dumb, and happy so that you are totally dependent on us. And there will be no Republican ever, ever elected again because they'll want you to actually take care of yourself. And he goes on to say the climate crisis doesn't care if your state is red or blue. It's an existential threat. Existential, that's interesting, because Al Gore said back in, what, uh, 2004 that uh, that Miami and Santa Barbara would be underwater, losing shoreline by 2010. Well, he lied because he went and bought his wife a home on the, sh- on the beach in Santa Barbara. Miami is not underwater. Not one single stinking thing the climate alarmists have ever said is wrong. The existential threat is Democrats in office. Oh, lie number, where am I? Is somebody counting for me? Well, in the last two years, my administration cut the deficit by more than $1.7 trillion, the largest deficit reduction in American history. This is simply a lie. This is what Democrats call a cut. You propose a budget that calls for an increase of $2 trillion, and then in negotiation it gets negotiated down to an increase in $1 trillion, and then they claim that they made a cut. <clears throat> lies, lies, and more lies. But because of those record deficits, no president added more to the national debt in any four years than my predecessor. He needs to put predecessors because, and I will give him this, Barack Obama and Donald Trump hugely blew up, both of them, the deficits. I cannot dispute that, but there's nothing that, that Joey is proposing that truly, truly cuts the deficit. He said, but yet those programs, quote, they pay the America's bills to prevent economic disaster. Now, wait a minute. i got to back up, he said. He said, uh, so how did Congress do that? In other words, add to the national debt. They lifted the debt ceiling three times. Three times without any preconditions or there being a crisis. Okay. He's true. That's true. They raised the deficit without any preconditions or crisis three times and more, actually. He said they paid America's bills to prevent economic disaster for our country. And tonight, I'm asking this Congress to follow suit. Does he even know what he's saying? He's saying tonight, I am asking Congress to blow up our deficit even more, to lift the debt ceiling without preconditions or any crises. He's critical of what the previous Congresses have done and now turns right around and asks Congress to repeat the very thing that he just got done criticizing. He said, let us commit here tonight that the full faith and credit of the United States of America will never be questioned. What a hypocrite. 
that after criticizing Donald Trump, he's here asking Congress to duplicate what Donald Trump did. He goes on to say, instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security at sunset every five years. That means if Congress doesn't vote to keep them, these programs will go away. Other Republicans don't say if we don't cut Social Security and Medicare, then it'll let America default on its debt for the first time in our history. I can only say, are people so stupid as to actually believe what Joe Biden said? An absolute categorical lie of great magnitude. He said, next month I'll offer my fiscal plan. I will ask my Republican friends to offer theirs. We'll sit down and discuss both plans together. This is amazing. Because earlier on he said he will not sit down, he will not accept any preconditions to the budget. Well, if he's not going to accept any preconditions, he said, there's no bargaining. It's over. Come to my side. So what's this garbage about sit down together and discuss both plans together? Well, he'll discuss them, but he says he's not going to accept any preconditions. Quote, I will not raise taxes on anyone making under 400000 a year. Lie. He already has. My income went down this past year. My income in 2022 went down 15% and my taxes went up 13%. Okay? And I don't make $400,000. let us let us get that straight. He wants to said, we're going to ban resort fees, hotel fees. We'll make cable, internet, cell phone companies stop charging. Blah, blah. We'll prohibit airlines from charging up to the... Look at... Listen to this guy. It's red. We will... Here's what we're going to do. We are going to control, 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 and control. And then when we're done with that, we'll control some more. He said, for example, 30 million workers had to sign non-compete agreements when they took a job. So a cashier at a burger place can't cross the street to take the job at another burger place to make a couple of bucks more. What an absolute lie. Let me ask you, have you ever, ever in your life talked to somebody flipping hamburgers who had to sign a non-compete? I've drafted those documents, and trust me, I draft them for people who are making hundreds of thousands a year, not 14 bucks an hour. Next, when COVID deaths are down 90%. Well, what he didn't say is deaths from the vax are up 700%. He goes on to say, soon we'll end the public health emergency. That's the next lie. If that's true, then why does he have, has he yet extended it through May? As we emerge from this crisis stronger, I'm doubling down on prosecuting criminals. You mean the ones that you let go through cashless bail? the ones you encouraged, the things that you allowed, the summer of love. <sighs> so, But every dollar we put into fighting fraud, taxpayers get back at least 10 times as much. For COVID left scars, like the spike in violent crime in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. Joe, you big fat liar, 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 Brooks Brothers suits on fire. You legitimize violence. You legitimized, the Democrats legitimized violence from Antifa to BLM. You started the crime wave. You've accelerated the crime wave. You've legitimized 
the crime wave, and now you want more money to stop the crime wave. Oh, my goodness. Well, I am running out of time. I'm running really short. Wants to ban assault weapons. I'll tell you what, Joe, why don't you have your Secret Service give up their assault weapons before we talk about giving up ours? Give up their semi-autos. Well, wait a second. Well, they're for defense. Well, no, you just said they're an assault weapon. They're apparently an assault weapon no matter whose hands they're in, right? You can't be a defense weapon for your boys and an assault weapon in my hands. Oh, we have a record number of personnel working to secure the border. Arresting 8,000 human smugglers, seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months. Joe Biden, you need to be tried and abetted for murder and facilitating the enormous, the number one cause of death. Now, is between, uh, I think, young men 18 and, what, 25 or something is fentanyl overdose. And Joe Biden, you need to be tried for aiding and abetting murder and the deaths of tens of thousands of youths for opening up our border. America's borders won't be fixed until Congress acts. Next lie. Lie, lie, lie. Do your job first, Jack. Close the border. Then we'll deal with illegal immigration. Don't try to deal with illegal immigration with the border still open. How stupid is that? Well, I you know what? I, I, I can't finish it. You know, he's gone on. A, this is the, I, I would say that it's the lyingest State of the Union I've ever read because I did this same analysis with Trump. Praised him for some things, criticized him for some. I did it with Barack Hussein Obama uh, several times when he was in office, and he was a consummate liar. But what it comes down to is that this president, who and he returns once again to pride, 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 so people can live with dignity, so that they can just commit, they commit horrific moral sins, sending this country down the path to hell. Call it pride. And Joe wants to champion that. We are not the country of resilience. We are the country that's sacrificing and forfeiting our sovereignty. Because as I read two weeks ago, and I think I better close with this, from the book of Leviticus, the nation, which we, we do this now, we glamorize adultery in all forms of and it's not illegal anymore. It used to be illegal. Thou shalt not lie with thy neighbor's wife to defile her. Thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech. That's abortion. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. Sodomy was punished by death. Goes on. God goes on to say, If you do these things, the land is defiled. Therefore... I will visit the iniquity upon you. So thank you, Joe, for helping facilitate the visitation of iniquity on this once great country. 
Robin Walter encourage you, however, to sit tall in the saddle. You, you will, must still ride the brand of brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. See you next week.